0: Hello, hello. Sound check. One, two, three. Hello, Metaverse world. You're back. We're back. FM here, and this is the second installment in the extended interview series we're calling metaverse soundcheck thanks for joining us at the metaverse radio podcast and with this series we are essentially providing an historical record for future generations as they will no doubt attempt to look back to understand how the early stages of the web 3 and the metaverse music scene unfolded So we're here to help unpack this next big wave that is swelling up on the near horizon. Say what you will about the metaverse, but few doubt that it will be a significant part of humanity's future, even in the not too distant future. And what we're seeing is this, the convergence of blockchain technology, the 3D web, immersive and haptic systems, artificial intelligence, and a robust societal interest in both traditional entertainment as well as financial investing as entertainment itself. Okay. We believe that the convergence of these elements will produce a seismic shift, the effects of which will especially be felt in the arts and humanities. Which brings us today to a musician whose roots are in spoken word lyricism, framed by a rich heritage of Southern hip hop and inspired by the classic flow of musical legends over the last several decades. We're talking today with Alpha 23 out of Atlanta, Georgia. Now he's not a newcomer to the music scene and his talent has already propelled him to top rankings, over the last few years, on various social media and music platforms. He's harnessed Web 2, and now, more recently, he's embraced the Web 3 ecosystem and is clearly leaving his mark in the metaverse. Listeners of Metaverse Radio are familiar with his several recent releases. And whether the focus is relationships, gender, boss talk, religion, or competition, the subjects are skillfully stylized and delivered to us in a soulful and rhythmic manner. Suffice to say, he's got crazy bars and is one talented lyricist whose music must be heard hey hey it's monday morning All right. and we have in the house alpha 23 we're uh, we're in chicago metaverse uh metaverse uh, radio headquarters but alpha 23 is not in chicago he's in oh, he's in no. hot Atlanta, yeah,
1: yeah which perfect. is not so
2: hot right now yeah, no, it's uh it's starting to warm up though. The weather's been a mixture of um. Atlanta is kind of like um in the morning it's like the Antarctica. Then by mid afternoon you've got like California. Then a little bit later in the afternoon Arizona, and then you're back to like you know Antarctica again by the evening. This time of <laughs> year. It fluctuates, yeah. Wow. Dang
1: dang
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, That's man, so, thanks so much for joining us. You know, it's uh this is this is being recorded, so we're not doing this live, but we're recording this Monday morning And Alpha Twenty Three. Agreed. A Monday morning interview, which is uh Pretty
2: which is special. Like Pretty, start special. Start Pretty special you,
1: way to start the week. A dedicated yeah.
2: artist for sure. Right. You can start the week looking at emails from uh you know all kind of different companies and shit like that, or you can start with a nice sip of Hennessy and in an interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, 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 we go. there it is. Well Get ready, set that stage for Yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So uh so now, you know, I'm, we're familiar with your music at Metaverse Radio. We've got a half a dozen of your, your songs that you've been gracious enough to uh, to let us run. And uh, and those songs, I mean, from the get-go, you know, we heard them and uh, we, we knew they were special. Let me just let you know which, which tracks we're playing. Um, no Limit, Facts, Emotions, yep. 823, yep. Ray Poupon, and Move yep.
2: On. Yes, sir you put some uh, you clearly put some work into those i appreciate it yeah um i love my art man it's uh one of my favorite things to do period like um making music is a, a blessing the opportunity to make music is a blessing and a gift so i certainly use it
1: yeah yeah so i mean what are you uh going to a studio are you mixing mastering yourself like when you record is it did you teach yourself? Were you,
2: were you taught? Like, it's really, really good stuff, man. Appreciate it. So, um, no, actually, the uh, music that you guys have, uh, and I would have to kind of really sit down and think about the songs. That I've done so many songs over the last couple of years. I've, I've done hundreds of songs in the last couple of years. But all of my song is done. All of my music, with the exception of one song, has been done in the studio. I mixed and mastered recorded myself on one of my songs that I have out. Um, but everything else, I've done between two guys, uh, yeah, and so they've they've been amazing. One of them, uh, the first guy I worked with, um, uh, twenty ninety six studios, and uh, he's been like uh, a godsend. He's really special. And then the other guy, I shall not name, because he and I are in, in a dispute right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It happens. And, and, and uh, you're, uh, you're you said you're in Atlanta, but you're originally from New York, from Brooklyn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and and. Um, you made Atlanta home several years ago. Um, mm-hmm. you're, doing, you're doing all your music out of
2: Atlanta? Yeah, I am. Yep, yep. Both, of the, uh, both of the engineers are out here in Atlanta. Both of them have a studio. Uh, ironically, both of them have this, a studio in the same. There's um, a place in Atlanta, um, uh, it's called Vision Studios, and it's basically just a big building full of studios. There's probably about, I don't know if I had to guess, somewhere between 20 and 30 studios in this space. And so um, both of these guys work out of that same uh, studio um, location. Your, your lyrics,
0: um, uh, and I don't want to monopolize this conversation, but your lyrics are, are, are really, uh, really special. And I wonder what came first, you know, your, uh, your affinity for the language and, you know, storytelling, spoken word, or mm-hmm. was it, or was it the
2: music that came first? How'd that work? Um. That's a good question. Ah, uh, shit. That's a, that's a good question. that's a good. I like. I like this already. Um, the word, the words. I think because I was uh, since I was a little kid when I was uh, growing up, um, I didn't have a TV in my room, and so my imagination was captured through books. So if you're a nerd, which I, I, I'm like. I'm kind of like a human platypus, man. I'm just a mixture of all these different things, man. Like really thrown together to create this one person and they're all distinctive. So when I was a kid, I used to read a lot of like fantasy and sci-fi novels. And um, that became like a thing I fell in love with. And so I would have to say that the English language and words became my first love. Um, And then as time went on, uh, I've always been a fan of the sound of of music across the different genres, so it's not just hip hop. One of my favorite uh, genres is actually classical music, and so um, a lot of my sounds, my favorite beats, like if you listen to A23, you'll notice that that has a very orchestral, operatic type sound, and that was a sample that the producer went with. And those are generally where I find myself gravitating. A lot of strings, um, if it's not strings, I like horns. Not as much in the piano as much But if it's a strong beat with a nice piano Then I'll go with that But yeah, I've, uh, I've, I think that the lyrics were the first thing And when I write, when I hear a beat Literally, I write all my songs So, it uh, as opposed to going in the studio And kind of freestyling Which has kind of become the new wave Going in and then um, doing a the whole um, Record, clip, record, stop Record, stop kind of thing um, Where they say a couple of lines then. really right, I don't do that um, and, and generally If it's a beat That I'm in love with I can write it In like Five to ten minutes Like if it's really Like grabs me Then then I The pen just hits the paper And I'm just Letting it flow I've worked with A ton of
1: samples I've done some Live sampling And then um, Some other stuff Off of Splice But Not yeah. a ton it is a whole different world I mean,
2: you can make some incredible beats Off of samples and That I kind prefer, of stuff I prefer a non-sample beats myself as well Primarily for a couple of reasons One, because clearance is a bitch And then yeah. two, because um, I think that the creativity of a producer Is greater when they're actually having to Come up with their own sounds Now, don't get me wrong I mean, some of the greatest uh, There are those guys Dre and, and the whole Kanye West uh, Yeah I'm but for me personally, um, I generally prefer more simplest, not super simple, TikTok super simple, but I like simplistic beats that just carry a very powerful through line. So, and oftentimes those are beats that are just made by hand.
1: Where do you find your inspiration from? You know, when you're, when you're thinking about the people, when you're writing the rhymes, when you're sitting there putting everything from the pen, from in the pen and the ink, the pad and the paper, you're sitting there and you're trying to put the stuff together. When you're listening, you know, you've drawn your inspiration from somewhere, right? Like
2: everybody does. So yeah. where, where do
1: you, you know, if you hit shuffle,
2: what would, what would you want to pop up? So basically, um, the beat itself is the initial inspiration, right? Every beat, it, it, music is a sound of emotion, right? So when you hear a beat, that beat, if it's done right or correctly, has an emotional output and then from there I draw all my inspiration from life experience Um, literally 90% of the songs I've I've written it's a little bit like the whole movie thing where they're like this movie is based on true events which is to say that they went in and they took a real thing and then they embellished it in order to make it um, entertaining Right Very few movies Literally a one for one Representations of Even if it's a true story Because True stories have Either some degree Of ridiculousness That's hard to believe Right Life is crazier than fiction Or Um or there's just like parts of it that just don't translate. So when I write my rhymes, especially when I write about females, because a lot of my music does encompass relationships in some shape, form or fashion, um, I use real experience and draw from that. The song that you guys have, Emotion, for example, is a a good example of that where I used all the, all the people in this song are real, but the names were changed for, you know, things. So basically it's drawing from three relationships that I took and threw in a bucket and then I kind of just stirred up with a spoon and then poured it onto the track. Um, so if you heard it, one person be like, huh, that sounds like me and another person be like, huh, that sounds like me. But if you listen to the <laughs> song and speak with- it's not one person it's like a collection of all of the different situations he's talking out. about me there that's yeah, me right yeah, yeah. I, 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 a couple of my exes I remember probably, that. You know, a couple of my exes don't call as much after hearing
0: that one, <laughs> that one. <laughs> i bet uh, this is uh, I, I almost I am, i'm almost uh, hesitant to ask but the a23 track mm-hmm. starts off Um, And uh, it it starts I mean it's It's really compelling But there's got to be A story behind that I imagine
2: So um, let's see I have to go back To the song itself And think about So that one was Kind of driven More by Um and that has a really good video too The 823 the video I worked with uh, a couple of my guys And then um, this really cool videographer And I've worked with him exclusively on all of my um, music videos And um, it was That track was more of a battle rhyme It was more just a Kind of getting out there And setting a bar on lyricism Because um, Although I A lot of my music I, I don't I don't stress as much these days About the whole Super lyrical Over the top stuff As much as I try to just Deliver a good story With a 3 I was wanting to be A little bit more lyrical So um, Kind of there's a couple Of lines in there Where uh, For example I was like um, It's Miyake Something 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 Um, I got apartments Where the shooters live Lines like that You know what I mean Stuff Because a lot of times What people do is they'll there's a lot of likes, like, da 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 metaphor, like this, da-da-da, like that. And so I like to use analogies and metaphors without overusing the word like or as much as and stuff like that. And so in that one, that's what I was doing. So like I said on that line, I got apartments where the shooters live. Kind of like just saying, like, you know, we get it in, y'all get it in. It's, it's what we do. So that kind of thing. But yeah, a 2 is, is, for me, more. it was more of a fun song and wasn't as much driven by um, overly real-life experience. Sounded like uh, maybe a police scanner at the beginning, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So basically that one was interesting and the music video really accentuates that. It, uh, it basically is like the concept of the song is that. Uh, so there is a story behind it. So basically I used to rhyme back in the day, right? I was uh, writing songs, doing music and all that. Then I left the game to focus on life. Um, it wasn't as much of anything more than just being disenfranchised with music and a lot of just the bullshit politics that occurred and the type of artist I've been, I've always been an independently focused artist. So the game just wasn't ready for the way I wanted to go about making music at that time. And, and then ironically, fast forward years and then the music game changed. And with the change of the game, it made it possible for artists like me To come out But this is still Predating Web 3 This is like The end of Web 2 So if you think about it I started remaking music In 2018 And between 2018 And 2021 It was still Web 2 But Web 2 Had become a much bigger game In terms of Independent artists And most of the energy For artists Was around going independent Being independent Controlling your masters And all those things And so When I rewrote the song It was basically like The underlying message there, Especially in the video Is these guys were out here doing their thing, then they disappeared off the scene. And we use like this whole uh almost like a kind of like a gang thing, like or or almost like, I don't know, just some I don't know what the word would be, but like these figures were out here making moves in the streets and doing the thing, then they just disappeared off the scene. And so we have it sound like a fed scanner and they're like, yo, we have AT3, da da, da, da. It just click, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're doing this. And then, and then out of nowhere, they disappeared. And then, but now they're back. And da, 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 da. And it was really interesting. Like the video itself really drives the message in a better way. And it's, you know, I, I don't do a lot of music videos, but that was one that I was like, has to be done as a video in order to get the true message. And you, you have to see the video it's fucking crazy. Like the beginning of the video, uh, we bring in a drone, and it's like, overlooks the parking lot that we're in and then it brings it down in and then it kind of progresses from there and then you see it and it really does a good job of portraying and telling the whole story. Oh
1: cool. well, yeah, we'll definitely check that out. Yeah, well, yeah. We're, we're
2: real quick you- for the, you know, where can people find that? Yeah, so um Alpha 23 TV on YouTube. Gotcha. All right, bet, bet, bet. Just basically Alpha 23 together and then Space TV and then my channel will pop up. Ma'am, do
1: you remember SoundCloud back in, like, 2016 through, like, 2019. Mm -hmm. I mean, have you found a platform of the same essence since? Is that kind of a Web 2, Web 3 transition, or is that
2: because... Yeah, so I think that a lot of Web 3 companies, when they talk about who they want to be, they use SoundCloud as an example, because SoundCloud, obviously, one of the key things that they did, and they actually had a very interesting announcement here. Two days ago, I heard about a joint venture they've launched into. So um, I'll talk about that in a second. But um, a lot of platforms in the Web3 era really have tried to fashion themselves after SoundCloud, which is to say um, artists coming on their platform, uploading music without any um, any controls, like just a, a, a place for pure, unfiltered artistry and, and with that pure unfiltered artistry brought in a whole bunch of pure unfiltered trash too but that is the, the nature of music right one man's trash is another man's treasure and I don't mean that disrespectfully in saying that like for me some of some of it's like but then you know what I mean but there are artists who have gone in there and their creative freedom has allowed them to find an audience and I think a lot of web3 platforms have that same philosophy which is to say yeah just we want to open it up to anyone to come on here and and upload your music and let the market determine what's good and what's not.
1: Do you see another community like that? Like if, you know, SoundCloud, you could go and kind of tour as you start pulling in funds. It's a little different now, you know, but thinking about like Web3, do you see tours being more virtual or would they still, I mean, just as much in real life
2: eventually, maybe? so i think that um if you had asked me a year ago i would have said the tours will probably be overwhelmingly virtual but as covid has started to peter back into being like the common cold kind of thing and people are treating it more like that if we don't experience any major uh negative events from covid then i think humans capacity to interact supersedes Our capacity to sit behind a computer screen. And I know, for example, my, my, my girl, she is a concert fanatic. Like I don't even like concerts as much as she does. Like she literally just booked tickets to the Usher thing in Vegas. Like, yeah, I mean, so she loves live shows. We went and we've seen Jill Scott. We've seen all these shows together. And so Because there's so much money to be made and you have such a huge mechanism, you think about the live nations and then the organizations that support them from sponsorship. I think the the corporate engine will continue to drive live shows. And again, coupled with a continued uh, move away from uh, COVID being this life-threatening disease. On the other hand, Web3 has opened up an entirely new market and opportunity for artists to become successful in a virtual space. And I think as long as there's a healthy um, relationship between the the compensation of doing shows in a virtual space and the artists, then I think that that will thrive. And I think that we'll probably see a world where maybe if 100 percent of the performances, live performances before were in a venue face to face, I would say probably between 30 and 40% of that Will be carved off into the metaverse
0: And hopefully hopefully, We're going to see a lot more going to get uh, some water really fast in- Interactive Interactive uh, uh, Versions where uh, You can have a live
2: concert uh, and also go to right. that live confer- concert through the Metaverse. Metaverse, yeah. And and you know, it's so funny you say that, FM, um, um, because that's exactly where my mind was, is to say that um, it probably will be a combination of the two. You think about, like, what they've done with uh, holograms, and you take artists like Tupac, and he's a hologram at these shows. So as technology continues to evolve, I think we'll continue to see this relationship and the merger of the two coming together.
0: Yeah, yeah. And And when we think about that, we think, we we, uh, we really like that idea the interact the high level of interactivity between real life and the metaverse and we think that's you know a healthy way to help uh, uh, hold off the dystopian kind of future that folks think about when they think about the metaverse you know because there really are people who spend way too much time even now even on the on the you know the beginning stages of the metaverse there are people who are spending
2: an unhealthy amount of time in the metaverse uh, wow you that that's nothing new i mean that's as old as as video games is if you go back to the days of world of warcraft um there were people who lost entire families jobs careers and everything because of their uh falling in addiction with these video games and that was the first metaverse space was world of not first but you know the world of warcraft and those games reflect what a lot of metaverse platforms are essentially moving back to right is uh wide open spaces where you know you can kind of run around and act the donkey and do whatever the hell you want and so you're absolutely right yeah i mean i've seen
0: contraptions where people (laughs) are looking to sleep to sleep you know with their headset hovering above their face so that's that's a little over the top hey um so uh live performance what about you in live performances is that is that something you're looking forward to getting back to
2: Yeah, I think, um, interesting enough, I haven't really um, done a lot of shows, primarily because I was more focused on getting my music out there from a streaming perspective and just building pure audience in that way. Um, Especially being an independent artist, generating revenue through shows at this stage of my career is really not something that would be as popular just because I'm not you know, a big, big household name. So paid shows, there were some opportunities, but by and large, I've um, not really made that something I worry about right now. I feel like, again, I'm kind of one of these market force-driven kind of guys. When the opportunities come and the, and the music gets to where it needs to be, then the shows will come too. So I haven't really gone out there and solicited shows or looked for shows because it's just not something that I feel like um, is the way to go about it.
1: blow up without ever having a show you know you have one good song that goes out like somehow catches like you just kind of keep throwing spaghetti at the wall but you know if you can calculate it and you can make it pretty accurate but like it is uh it's incredible to see how like watching the progression i remember um watching i I remember my buddy showed me juice worlds lean with it and it had a hundred thousand views on SoundCloud. I remember it to this day. I know. Right. Like looking back, it's like, Holy moly. That moment we were sitting in a car. I was in the passenger seat. He was playing it in his Chrysler. We were driving down the back road in Indiana. And it was, and we were sitting there going to the gas station. It was like probably 11 PM going to get slushies. And it was like, he played it and I, I was blown away. And he played the, um, you know, lucid dreams and lean with it. And, um, Bro, uh, all girls are the same. And I sat there and it blew my mind, but I remember the 100,000 only with it. And I look back and it's got like 130 million now. It's Hell crazy yeah.
2: to see it like. I mean, got the- a couple of songs that have probably crossed a billion streams on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. But that's the beauty of music, right? You hit the nail on the head, which is that it only takes one song. And, and when it happens, it happens. When people, when it, like, um, who was it who said music when it hits you feel no pain like when it when you when it hits you just feel it like it's the right it's the right one it's the right song and he's a good example and obviously you being in the Chicago area also speaks to the fact that obviously he's from Chicago and so you probably had an opportunity to get closer to his music before artists uh, people down south and other parts of the country but yeah Juice World is a great example of what it looks like to utilize these platforms to become successful it's
1: crazy man it's crazy yeah. I mean I I don't remember watching, you know, uh, back in like the cloud era and whatnot. I wasn't really too into it necessarily, but just watching like what was achievable through this internet stuff. Like before Vine was taken down, watching yeah. now you got TikTok and stuff, which is. In that torch, but before Vine, man, when 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 Vine was happening, like the trajectory of just a dude in his room, like filming a quick seven minute, seven second video with a, you know, he's got some music going on, like watching how that progression just carries you, like, you know, just have fun with it.
2: it Yeah, it's amazing, and it's funny because um, I was talking earlier about there's a joint venture with SoundCloud, Um, QC Records out here in Atlanta, which is the home of uh, Migos, Baby city girls obviously um and on and on and on they just basically joined in uh just gave an undisclosed sum of money to soundcloud to basically act as an R on the platform and they'll be working with soundcloud to uh use it as an incubator for their own talent so a very i would say very intelligent move because now they get to um kind of get front of the line when it comes to some of these the, the next prop of juice worlds and Takashi, so to speak
1: so if you blow up in SoundCloud, you can move straight. They're, they're scouting SoundCloud
2: for the next thing. They're scouting SoundCloud for the talent, and they'll be doing... Um, and SoundCloud already has it to where uh, the top tier of artists get uh, marketing support and other things from SoundCloud. So essentially what they're doing is rolling that into a, a fully functioned and fully, you know featured label environment because obviously when you're on that platform excuse me when you're on qc then you're in motown and then whatever the bigger entity that owns motown so yeah it basically moves artists into a full full industry uh mode pretty quickly
1: i haven't i haven't been super motivated in my soundcloud consistency as much as youtube but like Logistically, with the hashtags and stuff and smart marketing, you know, looking at who's dropping music each week, and you try to schedule your drops with, you know, hashtagging those names and keeping it kind of moving and in, in such a way, you can't really do that with like dislocated Spotify, Apple Music, no, uh, yeah, SoundCloud, and YouTube, you can
2: you know, yeah, so, yeah.
1: Are you? Are do you trying
2: to hold presence in SoundCloud? So I have a presence on SoundCloud, but I have not released any of my new music on SoundCloud. And the the reason is because back to the point that you made, which is or kind of sort of sounds like you were making, which is that um, you kind of have to choose where you're going to plant your flowers. You know what I mean? Like there's only so much time you have in a day and only so much energy you have to dedicate towards platforms. And there are some people who focus exclusively on TikTok. Right. Like they release music and they the first they do is they do their videos, try to get their small network of uh, influencers and da, 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 da. Right. And it works for them. On the other hand, you have people who, you know, they're quickly focused on their visuals and building that out and they go straight to YouTube. And then for other people, they just go straight. And so, you know, you can't really do it all effectively. So for me, I've uh, interesting enough, I've always focused mainly on the DSPs. So I do go after uh, Spotify and, and um, I have a pretty good network of um, playlisters and things that I work with in that fashion. And so that's where I've spent my time and then I've um, promotion wise use Instagram. But um, over the last several months, I've gravitated away from Instagram and in web three, I'm Focused mainly on uh, Twitter And then um, There's several Web3 platforms That I'm uh, Focusing on Getting my music on You know Obviously this one Notwithstanding Metaverse Radio But there are Other ones as well That I'm focusing on Getting my music on So my, my Journey has changed Um I released an, a mixtape at the beginning of the year, so I haven't released any music since then, which is kind of rare for me because I was releasing music like at an average of every two weeks, a single every two weeks, um, and I've been on that kind of trajectory over the last couple of years. So since yeah, the release, yeah, that's a- oh, yeah, um, that's and again, those guys, yeah, it was it's crazy. I was focused on Spotify and, and Apple Music and just uh, that whole wealth of streaming platforms. But I think, yeah, I, I've, all my music has gone on YouTube for the most part as well, especially if it obviously has a music video.
1: Dang, man, so you've been pushing this stuff. You
2: sat down and said, all right, this is what I want to do. Very strategic. Yeah. Aggressively focused on releasing and putting out and, and proliferating my music. Yeah, that transition from web two to web three, how
0: did you catch on to that? Because, I mean, we're still at the point where the vast you know, lion's share of artists yeah. are not even aware. But, yeah. but you, you know, you've clearly been in this now for a number of months.
2: And, and uh, what what caught your eye how'd you, How did you uh, How did you find your way into it Yeah it's like uh, It's almost like everyone has a, a Web3 story It's almost like where did you meet your wife Kind of like how did you find out about Web3 Like right um, Interesting enough mine is very specific It was my lawyer My entertainment lawyer Um, Her name is Stacy Epps And um, she's represented You know, some of the biggest names in this industry She's written deals with some of the biggest artists In this industry Um, And she one day reached out to me So right after the flooding in Houston Which was what, 2019? I guess, when uh, that whole shitstorm happened Literally um, She is a big into uh, environmental things And her big initiative is clean water For everyone, everywhere And um, so what happened was when that whole flooding thing occurred, ironically, right, flooding made it almost impossible for people to get clean water. And so she worked with a lot of um, artists, um, big name artists and actually industry folks to do some campaigns. And uh, she has a uh, campaign, I think it's Love Light Water or something like that. Mad, I can't remember it specifically, but um, she reached out to me and was like that she's going to do an NFT drop. To generate some revenue, to spend, you know, and then use that money to uh, you know, as part of a foundation giveaway and buy water and things. So, um, and, and what? When was that? Was that uh, 2021 at that point, or I don't know. I mean, it may have been as uh, 2021, or it may even been as late 2020. Whenever that storm in Houston occurred, which yeah. the, you know occurred right here, but the the amount of time that was. You know Spent with the whole mess Was like several months So that's a good question I'd have to go back And look But I guess I would say 2021 for the sake of argument Um And But but then again Maybe not Because there was a I did that And then there was a period Where I didn't do much With NFTs And then I jumped In full uh, feet first But so then Yeah so That whole thing occurred uh, with that event And then I donated A song And then That's when I got My first wallet So she was like You gotta download A wallet da, 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 da. So that was when I was like boom And so what happened was And you'll really Appreciate this Is <laughs> Because I'm gonna Cite your first Interview here now I was um, We were having Clubhouse calls So at this point Twitter spaces didn't even, didn't even exist And so Clubhouse Was the main platform For that whole You know Online meet and greet Type of thing And so she had Scheduled several calls And one of uh, main people she had in that uh, room was Vander and he represented uh, yeah. yeah he represented the um, technical and logistical know how and then also he had his crypto voxel space so one of the things was for the launch party that was done in his crypto voxel space for this event the the kickoff and I think even the auction and so all this shit is new to me right like i'm just like okay like i'm like the guy on the back of a sled holding on for dear life while it's going down here get a wallet (laughs) 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 downloaded my first wallet the trust wallet and then are you you kidding me (laughs) Yeah, yeah, literally this shit is like it's like looking back it was all a dream and then so (laughs) um, Download the wallet and then um, from there did created my gift and then send her the gift and the song and then uh, shot that over to her. And then um, she did what did, had several more calls. And this whole time, I'm listening to Vandal and these guys talk about NFTs and what NFTs are and, and even the metaverse and what that is. And I'm just like, kind of like, okay. Um, curiosity peaked, but at that point, I'm, you know, thinking Spotify, Apple Music exclusively. And then um, we had the Voxers event, so I created my little avatar, went in there, and I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. You know, I'd heard of Second Life. I wasn't on Second Life, but I was just like, that was the closest comparison I had. Like, okay, Second Life, this kind of thing's cool. In his space, watching the. Music Watching the video screen Listening to the music And I'm like Okay cool So the NFT uh, Actually my NFT Did end up selling And then I Basically Kind of just Fell back And then focused Right back into Web2 And then somewhere In between there um, I decided that I wanted to start Focusing more On one of the things I've been focused on for the last couple of years now is building my own business which is, I've always been a marketing guy, I'm kind of a marketing guy by background and so I wanted to start working with artists and helping them get their music out there and promotions and things like that, marketing, marketing and promotions and that's kind of what I was doing, I did that way back in the day actually, I worked with several labels on their street promotion scene when that was the thing, when CDs were like the main source of hearing music, right, so I was doing that back then and then so um, at that point I decided to take a closer look at NFTs Just kind of out of nowhere One day it just kind of like hit And then um, from there I reached out to Vandal again Like hey I remember you from this And then Vandal being the infinitely uh, Accessible and cool guy that he is He was like yeah let's talk and then uh in october of 2021 is when i dove in feet first i was in california for a month me and my girl she's from california she's like let's go to cali for a month i was like fuck it let's do it so we went out there and the entire time i was here i started building out this business plan around what i was going to do and that was when i started uh with nfts officially Hmm. and went through what do you think about (laughs) nfts as like concert tickets yeah, all of that. I think all of that. There's a billion utilities for NFTs. I mean, some guy just sold a house using NFT. Like, at the end of the day, like, NFTs are going to... The underlying... I've said this from the beginning. Like, I, I, we talked about this yesterday, right, FM, which is that you could have gotten on a, gotten in on Bitcoin back when it was 100-something bucks, right? <laughs> um, I, I remember Bitcoin from that era, too. And I, I, I was not really interested in investing but what i was very interested in because i did a lot of reading was the blockchain yeah
0: yeah exactly
2: right so for me i think the blockchain technology itself which underpins all of this technology crypto you know as a currency um nfts as a as a form of Contracts, smart contracts and all of that. When you get below all that, it's still blockchain. And I'm bullish on the blockchain and all the ways that it can help change humanity. And so whether it's concert tickets, whether it's real estate, whether it's, you know, finance, whether it's music, whether it's art, you name it. um, I I believe that there'll be a billion different use cases. We haven't even scratched the surface. Some smart guy right now is working on something that's going to change some area of the industry irrevocably irrevocably forever. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm a believer in it
0: yeah yeah i'm with you there i uh and i'm really happy uh to hear about your interaction with vandal and uh you're being able to uh, run across him because we found the same thing with him he, he just has such a personality and a heart for artists and artistry you know and i'm sure it goes back to you know growing up with his mom up in canada who was a an artist and um and then he's just so open to, to help uh, pull people in.
2: And one of the Canadian people I know, like, he's Canadian as shit, right? Like, he's just, like, when you think about what is a Canadian, like, you'd be like, they're really cool people, like, they're people people, like, he's a people person, man, and then obviously he's well-traveled, been around the world, um, and he's really been an ambassador for the art and the craft, and so, yeah, he's one of, in Web3, he's like, I, I give him pretty much 90% of the credit for where I am today. Yeah, yeah, and he cranks yes. out some good music too. Yeah, he man. does. He's a really yeah. good artist. I love his music. In fact, um, on one of the platforms that we're on together, uh, it's kind of like we're having this. He doesn't know it, but we're having like this battle with our music getting streamed, and it's funny because I, I look at his music and I play his instrumentals and I listen to his songs and I listen to his NFTs, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm, big, I'm just a big supporter of everything that he's got going on in fact he's uh, he's actually he and I are in business together um, so we work very closely on my venture he's uh, intrinsically involved in my venture and um, I'm helping support some of his initiatives as well, as well and it's a huge pleasure
1: that's awesome that's awesome it was a big tentpole in yeah. the metaverse in
2: 3D yeah there's a whole orbit of people who, like you know, the whole six degrees of separation. Like his, his orbit of people and his influence has reached out well beyond himself because he's brought me in and I've brought people in and now started bringing people in. And if you go back to that central source of really, like he, he doesn't get as much credit as he deserves, quite frankly. Um, you know what I mean? Like he's 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 responsible for onboarding hundreds and hundreds if not thousands of people, not if not directly, indirectly. Yeah. Yeah. It's-
1: where do you, uh, where do you see yourself? Like end goal? What's the, the dream? You know, what's like the, the final phase? Are you looking to have like a, studio record deal? Is it like, uh, you looking to engineer your own music and do marketing? Like when you're looking at dropping stuff and the streams start picking up, right? Let's say you hit the lottery tomorrow. You got four million views spread across a couple tracks, and now you got twenty million views. By the end of Friday, right? Like you're, it's going up.
2: Let's yeah. Say
1: that, yeah. What's the? Where do you see that going? Other than designing sneakers.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. No. Um. I think it would be for me. Um. I, as an independent artist, it would be building that. As I mentioned, I'm one of my things is I'm building a network to help support and grow other artists. So, the music for me is obviously one of the key reasons why we make music is to make money so that money would just be taken and put into the other ventures that I'm working on and simultaneously I wouldn't there's no there's no pathway where I see myself getting a record deal as in signing a deal it would be more of a label deal And uh, I think a good example would be like a masterpiece with maybe less music put out um so I would work with other artists and help them grow their career so a label deal would be yeah I want to take it Basically, use that um, success that I've had as a as a as a, um, a staging ground to go to a label and say, "Hey, listen, we can do this for other people. I have a strategy, I have a platform, I have a system, and give me, you know, a chunk of change and let me go to work. And uh, utilizing Web3, utilizing Web2 in the combination, so some version like Web2.5, really accelerate um, that music forward. Because I think that there's a place for both uh, both platforms, the old Web. Two model and the new web 3 model and a hybrid of the two
1: yeah i, I mean i'm kind of coming
2: back all around but do you have have you ever tried like vr like oculus or anything it's so funny you say that right because i literally was looking at potentially buying one yesterday and i realized that very few of them play well with the mac right now um and so that is a problem so i I've, I've delved into vr i'm not one of these people that has problems with motion sickness it's cool for the most part. Um, but I don't own any uh, devices yet, primarily because uh, until they come out with one that's really the like, I think the HTC Vive, Vive was the one that I've I seen I, that one. That looks crazy. And the funny thing is, it's actually discontinued. So the only way you can get it now is on kind of the aftermarket. Yeah. Um, so the main one that's out there is obviously Facebook's uh, Quest. The Meta Quest 2 is the most popular one right now. That's the one everyone's getting their hands on for two ninety nine, dollars um, And that doesn't really interace, interface with the Mac. So for now, it's just waiting on Apple to drop one or for a good one to come out that's compatible with the Mac MacBook. How
1: about the Apple one's gonna be like five six hundred? The thing's gonna be a pretty chunk of change. They're gonna make it like
2: yeah,
1: but it's gonna be nice, you know, compatible with like AirPods or whatever. Yeah,
2: phone notifications. Compatible with the phone. If it's compatible, you probably have to get the iPhone twenty seven or whatever device they have at that point. You know, obviously, uh, like the iPhone Super Mega Ultra three like but um, um, yeah, awesome. <laughs> from, right that type of thing but um but yeah that's probably when I'll dive into VR as of right now um because I have my own metaverse space um on the near platform um and so it would be nice to go and that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to get the device because I'm on there on my on my laptop and on my phone and it's super cool but it would be right, right. cooler if I could Even go in and walk VR. Around. <laughs> yeah it would be freaking awesome but um yeah, yeah we
0: yeah, we we need to get that link to your near uh your near hub space. Is that yeah.
2: is that something you can share with us now or is that um it's only because it changes because I have the ability to change it. So what I'll do is I'll shoot it to you guys cuz I um because I haven't made it public yet. I've been doing private showings, but um I'll shoot you the private link and then you guys can check it out. I haven't taken it public yet because it uh coincides with the launching of my web 2 site which we're working on aggressively right now.
1: Awesome. Yeah, well, thanks for the sneak peek. And Once yeah. that shows up, we'll be uh, posting about it on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, yeah, I can't wait.
0: Looking forward to that. Hey, I got a question. Um, your, uh, your website is really sweet. Uh, it's www.theonlyalpha.com. That's all spelled out, theonlyalpha.com. Yep. And, um, and, it's, and it's a really great site. But one of the things I noticed on there uh, the other day when we were taking a look, And if you don't want to talk about it, we won't talk about it, but there's an ebook, Seven
2: Rules for Real Ones to Live By. Yes. So, interesting story behind that is actually, I have a song called RNS. And so, RNS is the precursor to the ebook. So, at the end of RNS, it's a one verse song, but it's still about three minutes long because it's a pretty long verse. And then it has a, a outro. And in the outro, basically, what I say is because um, the song, <laughs> so RNS is <laughs> real N word shit, is what that stands for, right? And so it's hashtag RNS is the name of the song if you Google it. And it actually's done really well. And so the song is basically like showing love back to my fans. Thank you for all the love and support that y'all have given me and, and really standing by me through this whole journey. And then at the end of the song, I'm like, yo, because you got to be real. And here are the seven rules that you should live by boom, don't do this. Boom, don't do that. Boom, if you owe somebody money, boom, boom, boom. And then I was like, yo, I'm going to drop this as an ebook, y'all. So you'll be able to doubt. It. And then at the end of it, I was like, you know what? That, that should be a pretty good promotion. Let me go ahead and do that. So I literally went on and found an ebook platform, created the ebook, and then uploaded it and then dropped it on my website. And so, yes, there's an ebook for RNS. And that is this. Uh, Seven rules for real ones to live by So we ought to check it out That's yeah. really cool Yeah they got That's a really good R-N-S- idea R-N-S And it'll bring it all full circle Like All right like
1: yeah, yeah. All right That sounds good Hey, you know, we uh, we
2: like
0: uh, Georgia a lot We During Especially during the pandemic Our family has been getting down to uh, The northwestern corner of Georgia Quite a bit cool. For just change of scenery, you know So uh, we're probably going to be back down there Just about an hour and a half Northwest of uh, Atlanta and, cool. uh, so we may we may yeah. have to do a day trip sometime
2: and yeah. uh, and, and yeah. uh, things are opening. Well, Georgia never really well. We closed down for a minute, especially in the city of Atlanta, which is kind of like Fulton County is more. And I'm not getting political here, but it was much more of a you know how like blue states have been much more aggressive about locking things down, and red states not so much. Georgia's yeah. <laughs> in places place because it's a red state, but the city is blue as shit, right. and the. Central capital of Georgia is really blue, and so they locked down pretty aggressively. But since then, they've uh, kind of opened it up again, and there's a lot of pressure to open up completely. And so you can come to Georgia now and pretty much move around like COVID never existed for the most part. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, you're right because even even during the uh, you know the the thickest part of COVID when we were down there, there was hardly a mask in sight. You know, the good old boys, the good old boys were not wearing their masks. tough Georgia, Um. dude.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm good at that. Like, let's go. Let's <laughs> no, go I don't care.
0: Yeah, yeah. We we did a we did a really good job uh, tightening down here in Chicago. I'm I'm proud of the yeah. city. They they did a really good job, and people were really respectful about it, and really concerned. know, not just about themselves, but about Granny. Who you know, you come home with COVID, you're going to affect her. And 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 then we've known some, and we and yeah, and we've known some people who died. You know, and wow. it's and it, and it's crazy. And it was it's a real uh, thing.
2: like it's almost like. Like COVID was like And I guess this is Any pandemic We just haven't had A major one in our lifetime But COVID was almost like The boogeyman Like Baba Yaga Like what the fuck Is it really uh, real Yeah like, yeah Somebody Somebody <laughs> knows somebody Who died And then everyone else Is like I'm walking around here With no mask Like licking holes Like huh But like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it was All right. the- <laughs> Yeah, we need to. All right, there. well, you know, one, one day if,
0: if we're, uh, if we don't interact down in, uh, in Georgia, maybe we'll see you up here in Chicago at some point. But Ben, you've been, you've been uh, wicked generous with your time and yeah. wicked generous with your songs and we're just enjoying yeah, thoroughly playing them on uh, Metaverse Radio. We're going to keep doing that as long as you allow us to and um, keep sending new stuff
2: and we'll keep it in rotation. Yeah, and I, I, I'll send you some. Uh, what I'll probably end up doing here is not releasing some of my music on the DSPs and I'll be starting to release them of my unreleased music exclusively as nft and on web three and so um i'll make it a point to make sure you guys get some of that music because i'm excited to experiment that's one of the beautiful things about web three is the opportunity to experiment
1: yeah that's awesome that'd be awesome just uh we do the intro outro so you know being able to plug where they can actually find and buy that nft is kind of like a curated yeah. museum or something
2: that's really yeah, awesome yeah i have stuff on mint songs um and then i have some stuff on mint bass which is on the near platform um, I got music on Audius I've had some pretty good success on Audius Obviously stuff on Metaverse Radio Which is cool And then Tamago is a new platform on the near platform um, And I'm really bullish on those guys Supporting them aggressively And so uh, Thomas Dream T-A-M-A-S-T-R-E-A-M dot I-O um, is the platform that I'm starting to put music on. I'm actually uh, number one on their platform right now. So hopefully that'll stay the same. And uh, actually I have several songs in the top 10 on their platform right now. So Van's on there too. That's where he and I battling. I uh, say, he doesn't know it. So yeah, I'm having a good time.
0: I, I think there's a good chance he's going to know it now. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. All right, I think uh, I think we've uh, we've taken up enough of your time, especially on a Monday morning
2: like this. Thank you for nah, everything, man. to Monday, like I said. So, uh, bro, dog, and FM, right?
1: There you go, sir. Alpha Twenty Three. Our-
2: great to have you here on the
1: podcast, here on the radio station. Thanks for the music. Yeah,
0: I think we're gonna split it up like just like we did our last one. We'll probably uh, chop it up into segments and and air it, and then uh, the entirety
2: on the uh, podcast itself. Yeah. yeah, all that stuff with me. Um you have my email address. Oh, yeah, you have my email. So yeah, share all that stuff with me. Um and I'll go ahead and then share the link to uh the link to my metaverse. And in fact what I'll do is if you guys wanna uh, get a guided tour, um uh, we can just schedule like 10 minutes, I'll just take you in there and let us kind of show you around. It's uh with the Near platform what they do is hubs. And so it's really cool. Each hub is instanced. And so as opposed to like land where you just have this wide open thing, which I don't think that really makes a lot of sense. Um, I personally prefer the hub strategy. Um, it, it's really cool. And you'll have a chance to kind of check out what, what we're doing there.
0: Well, uh, we we have a number of uh, metaverse platforms we're building in now. But uh, my quick question to do you, do you think um, Near Hub is a platform that a radio station
2: ought to be plugged into or... Yeah, no, I I, now say why because near as a um, crypto is going to be one of the top. In addition to the fact that they're carbon neutral, um, they're very low fees. And so when you think about just all the value propositions for a crypto technology, um, they've really built it with the future in mind. And for music, that's why Van is so um, aggressive on that platform. For music, one of the best platforms to release uh, your stuff on. Are the parcels pretty pricey right now um i wouldn't say so um i would uh i can connect you with the uh lead designer and the guy i work with and um yeah so uh what i'll do is i'll shoot an email to both of you guys and just put you on it and make an introduction and let you guys take it from there that would be great that would be oh, great so we, we got, yeah much. we
0: got some buddies who are specifically doing nothing but strategizing over
2: which platforms to uh you know to continue I mean, I'm, on so, I'm very bullish on near um, ethereum for all the different reasons is really one that I don't go near anymore the cost to burn uh, you know gas and all that shit and um, solana they have got to they've got to get that figured out they've got to get that figured out soon
0: or they're going to their uh, their value is going to go down fast sure.
1: yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah yeah hey, it was a pleasure man Okay. I really do appreciate it. Let me just pause
0: on the record button here for a second. Um, I guess let's before. Don't say goodbye. But in the meantime, I uh, we're going to do an outro to this, so so we don't need to worry about that. But uh, okay. all right. So in that case, I'm going to pause it and.